Welcome to Legends from the Hill, the Franciscan University Alumni Podcast, where I talk to alumni about their candid experiences as students and what they're doing in life now. Here in Season 3, we look forward to hearing from alumni across the globe about how Franciscan University has impacted their life and the lives of people around them. I'm your host, Christy Fleming, Class of 2010 and Director of Alumni Relations at Franciscan. Thanks for joining Legends from the Hill podcast. Today we're joined by Michelle Webb Hilliard. Michelle graduated in 1999 after studying communications. She's now the executive director for the Given Institute. She and her family live in Front Royal, Virginia, and we're excited to hear more about her student experience. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. It's good to have you here today. Thank you. It's always exciting to be back in the mother country. (laughs) Yes, very good. Well, tell us where are you from and how did you originally decide to come to Franciscan to study? Awesome. So I am from Texas. Anyone from Texas will say from Texas. I actually live in Virginia right now. But um, my older sisters came to Franciscan. So I'm one of a line of Weber girls who went there. My sister Dolly, I believe, was at the time when they mandated households. So I actually recently discovered that she's in the same household as my older sister and I. So it was kind of cool to oh, no learn way. that. And you guys chose it and she was kind of given it. Yes, exactly. So I had at Franciscan, my sister Dolly went, my sister uh, Marianne, and then my sister Eileen, and then my sister Teresa, and then myself, and then my sister Jenny. So it was just one sibling after another that went to Franciscan. So I just kind of, you know, it was either there or A&M and I wanted to be with my family, so I went there. Yeah, and so were you, did you hear about it through conferences, or what was the original part of the family? My parents were really involved in the charismatic renewal, so I'm guessing that. um, My parents, I mean, my oldest sister is 14 years older than I am, so I was five or six when she went, it was Something like that. I was pretty young when she went to Franciscan, so I really don't know how they originally found it. I would imagine it's with the charismatic renewal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So, did you know what you wanted to study or do when you got to Franciscan, or you were just following the sisters' lead and <laughs> see where it takes you? I honestly, I think it was a Holy Spirit thing because I looked at all the different things. I thought that looks boring. That looks boring. I don't know about this. I mean, really, honestly, I look back and I'm like, dear Lord, you know, I'm so glad you had a hand in it because I really just kind of picked one and I picked communication arts, which actually has been really um, core in how I've I've found work and the this, this stuff that I've done throughout life. So, yes. Yeah. Definitely. When I yeah look at kind of your resume and what you've been doing, I would say that definitely has played a part <laughs> in shaping who you are and where you are. Um, so tell us a little bit about when you got to campus. What was your student experience like? What were you involved in? Uh, what was campus like at that time? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I will never forget when I first went to Franciscan because... My sister was in music ministry and they had the, she had to go early for music ministry. And since I rode with her from Texas, I had to come with her. And so we came to campus and that same night we went to a pool party because they had a pool 
um, I don't think they still have that pool, but there was a pool near the university at the time and they would have, they had a big pool party. I remember father Mike was there. And so that's the first time I met father Mike and he, um, said to me, he was like, I remember he met me. He was like, ah, Michelle, Michael's and Michelle will destroy the world or they'll, you know, convert it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll never forget that. It was great. It was the beginning of a good friendship, uh, because, over the years, he really truly became a father to me even after I left Franciscan. But, um, gosh, I just remember I would, okay, people over there, I was okay. I graduated in 99. At 95, fall of 95, I just loved to sing, and I just didn't care. Like, when I, I used to walk around campus, and I would just sing, like, Shania Twain or whatever, and just have fun and just feel free coming from a homeschool to a public school in a really small Protestant town in North Texas. It was the first time I was surrounded by just people who were Catholic, love being Catholic. So it was a very unique experience and really fun. And um, yeah, so it was great. At the time, there wasn't, I mean, I was in Trinity dorm. So mm. our bathrooms were definitely uh, designed for men because some of the stuff that was in the girls' bathrooms. But um, <laughs> but we loved it because we had the back area, which we called Trinity Beach. And um, Marion was a boys' dorm, which is really funny because now my daughter is a an RA in Marion dorm. So the first time I went there, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm going to Marion dorm. <laughs> so funny. How would that change? Yeah. Yeah, I think Colby Claire was just built right when I left or mm -hmm. right after I left because we lived in the area for a few years after we left. So, okay. Wow. Yeah, that definitely paints a different picture of that. That Trinity Marion switch is a certain generation and a certain experience that you guys had. It is. And now my, so I have three children at Franciscan right now. And my son is in Francis Dorm, but his, some of his household brothers were in, or the, the, his friends are in Trinity. So it's just so weird, like hearing him being on the little flower wing. And maybe they don't mm. talk called the little flower wing, but I'm like, dude, that, that was our wing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's great. So were you in Little Flowers? Was that your household? I was in the little flowers. Yes. Okay. Excellent. It was, so it was, um, and, and I think St. Trez, and I think a lot of people in the little flowers will say St. Trez pursued them. And it's one of those things where like, if you're a little flower, you know, either you need to learn humility or <laughs> <laughs> that call to humble confidence and love. And it's just, it's, it's been beautiful. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. I can imagine that coming, I guess I've never actually thought about Texas being kind of that Bible Belt area of like highly Protestant area to then come to Franciscan, which makes sense that we do get a lot of yeah. Texans that come up here. So that's, yeah, quite a cultural yeah. shift. It is. Well, especially North Texas, like North Texas is very different from and I'm going to say North Texas does not mean Dallas. I'm talking the panhandle. So we're talking like an hour outside of Oklahoma. So it's very, very rural there. And it is very, very Protestant. Um, but yeah, it was a culture shock in a good way. I had never met so many people, who, again, who just wanted to love Jesus. And the things that my mom, my mom and my dad instilled in us from a young age, and my dad really this sense of, the beauty of the Eucharist from the time I'm a little, I was a little girl. Hey, Shovel, you want to get up and go to communion with me? And so it's like, I was at Franciscan. It's like, I got the call in my, again in my heart. Hey, Shovel, do you want to come to you know, communion? So I get up and mm -hmm. I go to mass at six 30 and 
So my, I will say my favorite story from being at university came when I joined the soccer team. Um, it was a happy, happened to be, I was walk, taking a walk one day with my friend and I happened to run into a girl I was in Austria with and she's like, Hey, we need bodies for the soccer team. You guys want to sign up? And I'd always wanted to play soccer. Loved the idea of it. Loved Pele when I was a kid. I'd watch movies with Pele in it. And so I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll try it out. So I went to the soccer team and I went, I asked the coach, I said, Hey, can I try out for the soccer team? And he said, Sure. I was like, wow, this is great. So I tried out for the soccer team and um, first game goes to put me in. And he says, Michelle, go in for so-and-so on midfield. And I'm running to the field and I look back and I'm like, what's the field? <laughs> hey, I literally spend the rest. It's so funny to say I played, I played soccer in college and the local soccer association thought I was really cool. They're like, oh, <laughs> she's a, they, they thought I was an expert and I'm just like, <laughs> I sat the bench. But the next semester, and of course I was a senior and I had not dated anyone seriously yet. And, you know, I was never going to get married. You know, back then you didn't date someone by the time you're a senior. You're like, ah. But anyway, uh, the coach came back as a student, a master's student. And a couple of years later, we were married. Oh, the soccer coach. The soccer coach. And it was really cool. Now he coaches soccer here in Front Royal, Virginia. He's coached, he's coached and now several of the girls have gone on to play soccer at Franciscan and did, was that a path to get you there or did you all go yeah. at the same time? No, that was a complete path that God led us on to take us here. Very good. Well, that's really fun. Fun to hear. So where, tell us a little bit about life after Franciscan, where has it taken you and where are you now? So after Franciscan University, we moved around a little bit. We lived in Nicaragua for a year. We lived in Naples, Florida for a couple of years, worked our way to South Bend, Indiana, and got kind of caught in that 2008 housing crisis. Mm. And so we went for a friend's wedding in Virginia, and then we ended up moving out here. Now we all kind of work within the same company, and we live in Front Royal, and it's been beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's really an amazing community, yeah. Wow, that's really great. I love to hear that, how different paths and it leads you where you need to be at the end. It does. And it doesn't always look like this is the path God's leading me on. Sometimes it's God's leading you on a path and you're kicking and screaming, you're like, not here, not here, anywhere but here. And then he's like, room where you're planted. <laughs> and you're like, oh, fine. Okay, <laughs> I will try. And then it turned out fine in the end. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing now with um, the Given Forum and, yeah, what's happening in Virginia there. So um, this past April, I moved out of the, working in the disaster industry. So we were working in uh, specifically at the time I was working in part of the cleanup from Hurricane Ian in the state of Florida. And I took a position with an organization called Given Institute Given is a not-for-profit organization that really works to help activate the gifts of young adult women for the Catholic Church in the world. And we do this through um, equipping the leaders. Uh, we do this through leadership training, faith formation, dedicated mentoring. So really forming women for mission and for life. So the, the Given Forum is how we start this year of mentoring. It's a five-day program out in uh, this year. It's going to be a Catholic University of America. It'll be uh, 
the next forum will be at Catholic University of America next year, June uh, 8th through the 12th. And it's going to be five days of formation. So women between the ages of 21 and 35. But really the goal and the gift is seeing that right now there is a huge identity crisis with women. And and of all ages, really it's of all ages. But women who graduate from university between that age to on the age of 35, there's a huge gap with mentoring and having someone walk with you on life's journey to figure things out, to figure out how to step up as a leader with a leader being like, I love John C. Maxwell. He's one of my favorite leadership experts, but with with the definition of a leader knows the way, goes the way, shows the way a mother who knows how to bring order to her home and to raise her children. She knows the way she goes away. She shows the way, you know, you, you were with your work at Franciscan, you know, being able to reach out to people and spread the word of the gospel. Um, it's stepping up and not being afraid. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love Pope John Paul II. And to me, it's all connected with be not afraid or live fearlessly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm excited about the work that I do now just because the women understanding who they are and that they're a gift and they have a gift to give would be absolutely transformative for the world. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So is this mainly focused for women that are in ministry or in anything? Like who is the ideal clientele there? Ideal clientele is anyone, as far as a participant, is anyone between the ages of 21 and 35 who desires more, who desires more and is ready to make a change and make a difference. I don't care if it's stepping up in your church and you really want to start a Bible study. You don't know how you, you may be a little afraid to step out. Um, you just need the tools and the encouragement. Um, we've had people build large nonprofits and businesses that have come out of giving. So women who really have stepped up and said, this is a vision that God has put on my heart. And then we connect them with a mentor who helps them on that journey. So a mentor would be someone between ages 36 and above who has eight years of experience in some sort of specialty. So our mentors love coming to the forum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I feel like when I was fresh out of college, people would always tell me it's kind of like a brick wall. You need people that are above you who you can kind of look to and then people below you that you are helping along the way so that there's that constant cycle. So it sounds like you've got that balance really well for the women. We do. And it's, again, I started in April and it's blown, I've been blown away by the number of people who come back and they're like, I love giving. Um, and really, truly, it's because of the transformation. And what makes it all unique is we are partnered really with the CMSWR, which is a council of major women superior religious. So the, uh, the chair of our board is a, a uh, sister of life. We've got National Dominican on our board, a Salt sister on our board, um, uh, and FSE on our board. So we work with religious, faithful religious sisters all across the nation. And our goal at every forum is not only to have uh, the young participants, which are usually they're lay young women, but to have mentors who are some of them are religious, but also to bring in religious from all over the United States so that there's a presence there. Because often we don't have the opportunity anymore to be surrounded by religious sisters. And I would just say for me personally, I haven't stopped smiling since I joined because I came from working in a secular world where I had a lot of good mentorship from really strong women, um, but there wasn't the faith aspect there. And here you're surrounded by, you know, 
you know, the, the, the religious sisters who care and there's that nurturing, but there's also that calling to action and the mentoring mm-hmm. that you get. So it's beautiful. Yeah. And religious sisters seem to know how to get stuff done <laughs> and they oh, are really yes. good at that. <laughs> They are. I are 100%. And I love it. I love it when people are direct with me. You know, honestly, you can, you can be direct with me and you can be excited about it or you can be like upset about something. But I love it when people are direct because that's where the real conversations happen. Mm -hmm. And luckily, I hear I get the directness, but there's always the, 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 the kindness surrounded with it, you know, whichever direction it's coming from. Mm -hmm. So it's great. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, it's a great, I feel like it really couples with what Franciscan's doing of trying to send out these missionary disciples into all fields. So it doesn't have to be just the church, but it's like, all right, we need women leaders in every facet of their careers and in all different yeah. type of industries of these yeah, strong leaders and these incredible women that are being formed uh, through the church and through the, the light of who they are and their dignity. Right. I mean, if all of us truly understood our identity, it's, it's, it, it takes a journey to go from God loves you and the sticker, mm-hmm. <laughs> God loves you, to that deep understanding of Jesus loves me. God loves me. He and, and he says my name. He calls me my Michelle. You know, there's a huge leap that it takes to get from from one to the other. And that's the journey that we pray that every woman will go on, whether you're they're a participant or a mentor throughout the the year, um, that God will help them take that journey mm-hmm. you know, head to heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then they can live more fully alive. That's amazing. Right. Right. Absolutely. For sure. That's great. So where can these young women find some more information if they're interested? So go to giveninstitute.com slash forum and... We have a video on there by Mother Olga, who is a beautiful religious sister who just has such a heart for the Lord. Uh, But you can see all the information and basic information about the forum, as well as fill out a form to be one of the first to know when the applications open. So we have applications for young adults who would be 21 to 35, volunteers, ages 36 plus, a sister or a given alumni, and then a mentor, so ages uh, 36 plus for okay. mentorship. So, yeah. That's awesome. Well, that sounds amazing. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, kind of along that same line, with all of your different experiences and kind of following the promptings of where your life has led you, do you have any advice for any of our recent grads or students um, on following that path? Yes, I do. <laughs> I have three main pieces of advice. The first one is never stop learning. Just because you graduate doesn't mean you're done. Keep learning. Pick up the lives of the saints. You keep learning in your spiritual life. Uh, The dialogue by St. Catherine of Siena was completely transformative for me. But also pick up growth books, leadership growth books. Things are going to help you grow in whatever work that you're doing so that you can truly be um, answer the call that God is giving you and have the tools that you need. Use that that gift of understanding that we are given by the Lord. Um, the second one is you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with the most. So be careful 
who you allow into your inner circle. I would recommend making a list of the key characteristics that you'd love to see in yourself and see yourself grow into. Write that down. And then when you're starting to hang out and make friends and be with people, ask yourself, are these the people who represent these characteristics? Now, that doesn't mean drop every friend who doesn't isn't in that circle, but it does mean you really need to try to surround yourself with people who have those characteristics if you want to grow that direction. Because without it, it's a lot harder. And then the third thing is when you fall, get back up. Failure is a milestone. It's not a destination. I think we often get caught up in when we fail, the struggles that we have with um, our failure. You know, we didn't do it and we can't do it. I think we get caught up in these these interior conversations. Um, but, but bounce, learn how to bounce. Something that I was, someone reminded me once when I was in a, a, a really I was struggling because of, of a failure that I was a failure. It was like, it, for me, it was a failure for others. It was just something that didn't work out. But I, I was in tears and I was angry. And I said to my friend, I just don't understand why I can't be perfect. And she looked at me and she laughed. And I'm like, why are you laughing? And she says, Michelle, even you, Michelle, God doesn't expect you to be perfect. So Jesus was the only perfect person that walked the face of the earth. Now, granted, she's not Catholic, so she didn't know about <laughs> Our Lady. But um, it opened my eyes to the fact that how often we expect ourselves to be perfect and how silly that is. Because how, how can we expect ourselves to be exactly like Jesus? We can work at it mm-hmm. and get back up. We can bounce. Mm-hmm. But those are the three things that I would say just just never stop learning. You know, you're the sum of the five people you hang out with the most. And learn how to bounce when you fall, get back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. I feel like that covers everything. That's really <laughs> a great, a great approach. So listen up, oh. everybody. That's good for not recent grads too. <laughs> good yeah, reminders. Well, you know, and I learned by bouncing. Just mm-hmm. you know, I learned by bouncing. Lots of failures, sure. and it's just learning how to get some tough skin. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for all that insight. Um, We would like to close up here with a few hot takes from the Hill, a few questions to take you back to your student experience. Um, Okay. So who was your favorite professor? Okay. I would say Dr. Schaefer was my favorite professor. He was not Dr. Schaefer back then. He was Mr. Schaefer, but he was just so interesting. And within my profession, like communication arts, I felt like he provided a lot of value and a lot of takeaways that I've been able to use over the years. Yeah, great. What about your favorite class that you took? Okay, so I have to say my favorite class, I was thinking back on this, you know, and my favorite class was probably Mariology. Just because learning, I I remember I memorized so many of the details, um, but Dr. Maravalli was extremely good at being very clear about all the different um, all the different areas of Our Lady. And so I learned a lot in that class that was surprising. Mm-hmm. I love that class. Yeah. 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 That is, that's a good staple to, to take there. Yeah. Um, where was your favorite place to study on campus as a student or off campus? So I would say uh, probably by the cross, the steel cross. Hmm. I love the steel cross. I always love to hang out there. I actually got engaged there and, hmm. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, probably the cross. Yeah, very nice. What about your favorite campus activity as a student? 
well, soccer, of course. <laughs> soccer, soccer. Other, other than that, music ministry. I love singing. I love to sing harmony. And so I really enjoyed um, I really enjoyed being part of music ministry. Yeah, very good. And finally, have you ever run into an alum in an unexpected place? Oh, you know what? I was thinking about this one and I realized, you know, I have once. I do remember running into um, an old household sister. So uh, Christine DeWolf Gerking. Uh, I ran into an old household sister at a pregnancy center gala in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I just remember I walked past her and I was like, wait. I know you. <laughs> and so it was fun. It was a great way to reconnect. We ended up going to a um, retreat later that fall together. So it was it mm-hmm. was a neat way to kind of meet someone I had an old connection with and rebuild again. Yeah, that's really cool. And I'm sure in that area, there's plenty of people that you could run into here or there. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's not unexpected anymore, though. I feel like there's Franciscan alum completely. Um, yeah, I would say I'm a Franciscan girl in a Christendom world. Ooh, yeah. And more and more, we're infiltrating the territory. <laughs> Excellent. I like to hear that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. It is really exciting to hear the journey and the path and where you are now and that your family legacy is continuing here at Franciscan, which is exciting. Thank you. We are very blessed and to have my two daughters, my son there. I actually have a niece and a nephew there as well this year. Um, and we're seeing the transformation and we're seeing just God really take them to deeper levels. And it is such a gift, such a gift. Yeah, that's amazing. Very good. Well, thank you for all that you're doing and all of your yeses and for sharing that with us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on here. This has been really good, really wonderful. Great. Well, hopefully we'll see you again soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Do you know an alumni with a story to tell? We want to share legends from the entire university history and would love your suggestions. Email us at alumni at franciscan.edu. And I'll be back here in two weeks with a new conversation you won't want to miss.